When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 9th of December, 2022. The year is drawing to a close all too quickly. As I introduce my co-host each and every week, Sam Highland. Good afternoon to you, Sam. Chris, uh, we are in the home straight, aren't we? We are in the home straight, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, still still feeling fresh too. So uh, looking for, looking forward to Christmas time and all is well. Yeah, and uh, you've got some holidays coming up. I've got a week off coming up, so uh, we're all looking forward to that. But before we get to any of that, we've got plenty of racing ahead of us over the weekend, and, of course, the highlight will be the Gateway at Eagle Farm tomorrow. The weather's finally cleared up. We had a couple of cracking storms, so I don't know about you, but during the yes. week up my way, some ripper storms. But we're back to a, uh, a soft five at Eagle Farm this afternoon, and we'll be on a good four tomorrow. So really looking forward to the meeting on today's show. We're going to catch up with Dan Beasley. Blast from the past there, Sammy, a, a jockey that you know well. Uh, definitely. I, I remember Dan uh, when back in the day when uh, he came to Melbourne. Uh, I tell you what, he used to ride a good horse, a good mare for uh, Greg McDermott called Aussie Cozzy. Uh, yeah. He used to have like 62, 63 kilos and, uh, gee, it was, uh, she was a good horse and fast. Uh, win a, she'd win a 1,000 metres at Sandown. Um yeah, it was. Uh, she was very good. So yeah, I know Dan very well, and obviously uh, he's been in. I think he's been in Singapore for like fifteen, sixteen years, and he has. Uh, yeah, uh, he's uh, formed a really close relationship with uh, Mr. Lim and 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 Daniel Ma. Uh, they've had a lot of success together, and fantastic to see them going over to Hong Kong uh, to compete in in the sprint on uh, Sunday. It'll be great to catch up with Dan. Yeah, he was a, a great jockey in Australia in his time. And, of course, he was the jockey that caused the upset. You might not remember this, Sam. I mean, I might try and get some uh, audio of this before the end of the show. Uh, Lawn Rose, final race. At Grand Randwick. Army. Grand, Grand Army, Army led yeah. all the way. Caught Darren Beban and Lawn Rose off guard. Uh, <laughs> and they uh, ran into a second place but didn't get anywhere near Grand Army. It was a terrific tactical ride. So looking forward to chatting to Dan Beasley. And we'll also chat to Jimmy Orman, of course. Jimmy's got a terrific book of rides at Eagle Farm tomorrow. So I thought he was the pick of the jockeys to speak to this week, and we'll get his idea on uh, what his chances may be. He's got some a really good book, as I mentioned there. Now, the week in racing, Sammy, some more prize money increases I see in Victoria. The war <laughs> goes on and on and on, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, anyway, it's uh, look, at, at least uh, prize money going up is, is a fantastic thing, and... Uh, you know, it keeps everybody well. It keeps uh, owners buying horses, and and uh, you know, the more chance of getting their money back, isn't it? Because it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's you know, it's it's tough going when you own just a moderate horse. Uh, if you own a good one, wow, we can take you a long way, and and you can earn lots of money. So You're right, you you, it, you can. And I was just saying to someone outside before, I've got a two and a half percent share in a horse. Yeah, right. Who hasn't won a race, but she was in at Gatton on Monday. Yeah, she didn't. She ran fourth. 
But if she had a one for my two and a half percent, I would have got six hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Really? No, that's, that's it. That, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's um, no, it's it's fantastic thing, and uh, yeah, the the more prize money, uh, the better it is for everybody. Just got to get a good one, Sammy. Yeah, they're hard to find. Chris, you can get a good they, one. You they, can give away work. They are hard to find. You could give away work, that's for sure. Now, some highlights from uh, last weekend. We saw Skirt the Law win again for Tony Gollan, and uh, she goes towards the Magic Millions now. Not sure whether she'll have another run. She didn't beat a lot, but it was basically a barrier trial, wasn't it? Oh, did it easily. Yep. Just, gee, uh, she looks a good bit of stuff. Um, well done to uh, Sasha Morris, who is in uh, in the ownership of Skirt the Law. I see a big team of ladies in that horse yep. and the uh, Black Soul the pink colours, but colors. they're in the pink. Like Obviously, that. the ladies are all uh, racing uh, that horse, and Sasha's, uh, I see most afternoons when I go to pick up Charlotte, uh, Sasha is the uh, team leader in Prep A. Uh, well. So uh, Charlotte and Camilla are in the same class at Eagle Junction, and uh, Sasha sends through the uh, the messages swimming today and this today and that today, and I normally forget most of it. But well, luckily... if Skirt the Law wins the Magic Million, Sammy, Sasha's name might disappear off those emails. She'll have other things to do with her life. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> exactly. Good luck to her. Garibaldi, the big G, pay the believers, Sammy. He was, uh, he was good. He got the right run this time. Ryan Maloney rode him perfectly as we knew he would and as Ryan told us he would last Friday. He did, and Garibaldi came through for all. It was a good win, wasn't it? It was a good win. It was um, it was sharp. I was, uh, I, as we know, last week I I toyed with the idea of of laying it, and mm. uh, Pug sort of dead set nearly reached through the phone and gave me a backhander, didn't he? <laughs> uh, when I said that, so I I pulled up and I learnt my lesson from Mimi Lagarde a couple of weeks ago and Andrew Mayan. But I was with contemptuous in that race. I thought he might be able to beat Garibaldi, but. Uh, he ran honest. Uh, yeah, he did. It was a good race that race. It was a really good race. Uh, the George Moore Stakes and and I tell you what, those um, country races were fantastic. Dynamic verse. Yep. He's always had good ability. This horse. I remember when he was at Nat McCall's. Mm. I tipped him quite a few times in a row. And did he uh, win? He's no, but he's <laughs> he's found his. He's found his, his right spot in the Pat Webster stable. Not that Nat did anything wrong with him, but uh, he's just that little bit weaker class and he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's been in good form. And, gee, he paid well. I couldn't believe how well he paid. And then uh, Echo Point, good ride by Les Bubba Tilly. You know yep. what they say, don't be silly, back Bubba Tilly. And Les is, uh, he's got a great strike rate in these, uh, in these country races. He does a great job. No, he rode the, he rode that a treat though. Just a couple of other highlights. Kovalika in race number two, bolted in for uh, Chris Waller and Jimmy Orman. And we'll probably see Kovalika, I would say in the Derby here in the, uh, in the winter time. Now this last race last Saturday, I oh. thought this was an absolute cracker of a race. Chinny Boom got run or couldn't quite get to stroll. Oh. On the, when they crossed the line live, Chinny Boom got the head down as far as I was concerned. <laughs> but when they went to that white line shot, you wouldn't believe that uh, was in front before the line, was in front after the line, but where it counted, Stroll had the head down. Chinny Boom lost no admirers because she missed the start. Uh, so I thought her effort was good, but there was one there, Sammy. There's a massive black booker in that race. Okay. Sunshine in Paris. Right. Ran third. Annabelle Neesham trains. Brody Loy Road. Had that race been a little bit more genuinely run, she would have run home right over the top of those two. She was finishing strongly. She's a $90,000 Magic Millions filly. She's a half to the Group 3 enlisted winner, Makrura, and she will be uh, winning very shortly.
Wow, sunshine in Paris. Well, she'd, she'd only had the one run prior, and that was a maiden win at Canberra, where she looked very good. So straight from a Canberra maiden to a listed Phillies uh, race, uh, it's a pretty good effort. Yeah, well, look, already last Saturday, they were they were good races all day at uh, Doombin, and then, uh, you know, we've got it on again, obviously, uh, tomorrow at Eagle Farm. It's a really good, really deep meeting, isn't it? it Some is. of those races, they're, uh, they're tough <clears throat> enough, so it's good to see. Looking forward to the Gateway and other races. Queensland is your place to race this year. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week right across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And, of course, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Now, other racing around the state uh, over the weekend. Sam, of course, we raced, we've raced at Doombin today. Bit of a twilighter there, which is obviously still going. Tomorrow we race at Eagle Farm, as we mentioned. We race at Aquas Park, Gold Coast. We race at Toowoomba and Townsville. They're the TAB meetings. But there are also meetings at Bundaberg, Roma, Texas. And Sunday, of course, we're back to the Sunshine Coast for their meeting there. Now, Sam, I'm going to take you back in time here. We mentioned we mentioned Dan Beasley. And he has had some good success up here in Queensland. I'll go all the way back to 2006 and test your memory. Can you tell me the name of the horse that Dan Beasley rode to win the 2006 Magic Millions? No, I cannot. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> well, have a listen to this. Gian Churchill downs a mile back. Mel first for home at the 400. He's clear. He's out by three. Gold edition. Pulsator. Super savings. Diamond Eye. Rygart gets to the outside from Diego Garcia. Cruscott running home. Mel in front past the 200. Gold edition. Pulsator. And here comes Mirror Mirror. Mirror Mirror is absolutely flashing down the outside. It's going to swamp them. Mirror Mirror got up and won the millions. From a three-way photo between Churchill Downs, what a run him, Rygard, and over near the inside was Crusk. The name of the horse, Sammy, was, of course, Mirror. Mirror, very exciting win coming from nowhere for Danny Beasley. Yeah, well, it was not uh, it was not fresh in my mind, but I'm sure that it's one that Danny Beasley uh, doesn't forget. I don't think he'd ever forget it, and Danny... Uh, Kindly joins us online now. He's uh, he's based in Singapore. Well, he has been for some time. At the moment, he's in Hong Kong, Sammy, because as you told me this morning, he's got a big ride there on uh, on Sunday. Good morning to you, Danny. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Sammy. How are you? Where, where, you've got a ride. Sorry, let's go again. You've got a ride in uh, Hong Kong in the big race, the sprint on Sunday afternoon. The name of the horse is? Limbs Kosciuszko. And the chances? So got a bit of an Australian flavour there. Yeah, with the Kosciuszko. Well, we will. Yeah, we, we hope he's got a good chance. The horse has travelled over well, done really well, and he's got a great record in Singapore. He's the best spinner up there. And um, so hopefully he can bring that to here and it's good enough. But it's a little bit hard to guide up that, to measure up at the at like on just the form from Hong Kong and Japan. Danny, winding uh, the clock back to uh, well, I guess to to the beginning. Uh, you were you were uh, an apprentice uh, doing so well on the border. I was just telling Chris this morning. Uh, he said, uh, "Do you know Danny Beasley?" I said, "I know him well. I remember uh, when Danny Beasley first started coming to Melbourne, and he used to ride a grey mare. I think for Greg McDermott called Aussie Cozzy. Uh, do you remember that one?" Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, Sammy. She was a beauty, wasn't she? She was. Um, she had a great record. She, she, like, I think, at the end of her career, she had won 
like over 20 races, which that's you know here that these days. But um, yeah, she was she was in a precious dream. She just was fast to the gate and fast in the race, and yeah, she's she's a beauty. And used to carry like enormous weights, didn't she? But she'd just get out and sand down. I remember her winning at sand down. She loved the thousand meters there. Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon that's where I won a couple on her. And um, yeah, hundred percent. She she was like just a she wasn't overly big, but she was a strong filly. Um, and yeah, she could carry those weights. Greg obviously used to play so well. And um, I, I reckon I wasn't the only uh, apprentice at the time that won on her. I, I think a, a few kids got the opportunity to ride her and, and got the job done. But uh, you know, he done a great job with her, Greg. She and she won one in Melbourne, one in Sydney. I, re, I remember she her winning a city handicap at Albury one day. Really impressive. And um, you know, she's a beauty. You speak of Albury, Danny. You, you are a Riverina boy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, born and bred in. Uh, well, I was born in Berrigan, and um, then I we moved over to Wagga Wagga when I was uh, three years old, and that was where I grew up and went to school and done all my schooling there. And then um, when I started my apprenticeship, I went over to Wodonga, over to Peter Ma. So it was always around that that area. And then you went to Sydney after that. How did it all pan out after that? Yeah, I, I actually. Uh, about 12 months into my apprenticeship, I went up to Freedman's in uh, Melbourne for three months, but I probably just went there too too early. Didn't have a lot of uh, success there. So I went home again and um, done another six or probably I might have been a little bit longer back home at Wodonga. And then um, I went to Sydney with Graham Begg and I had a, a lot more success and a lot better end to my apprenticeship in Sydney, and uh, yeah, didn't, didn't come back. I spent the next uh, yeah, uh, 15 or so years in Sydney, yeah. And I guess uh, even just back before that, going back to, to Peter Maher, and he, he was so good to you and it's such a good tutor, and I, I remember, like I'm a couple of years younger than you, but I remember... Uh, I remember Lizzie Albers ringing up on a Sunday night and saying, Pat, when this Danny Beasley comes, you need to put him on because he is a jet. And, you know, it's uh, – uh, you got good support from, from a lot of trainers. Yeah, it was a, it was a just – I feel like um, I was very lucky, Sam, to be in that position at Wodonga. Because, um, like I said, I, I got a lot of support from people like uh, Lizzie and uh, Brian and Ollie Cox. Ollie Cox was a big influence on my career. And you couldn't have asked for a better um, boss than Pete, you know. He he put me on everything in his stable and he'd drive me to the races and he, he just really put himself out to put, help me uh, go forward in my career. And um, one thing I, I felt that held me in really good stead right throughout my career was that one one end or one or one week I'd be riding uh, left-handed, and then the next week I'd be riding riding right hand uh, mm. right-handed and going to different tracks and um, like a lot of the, the country tracks were could be a bit up and down dale. And I, I remember I went to Carrefour one day where it was a dirt track with six hundred only a six hundred meter rail. And then it only went to the Wyndham Post and you galloped out into a big paddock. And all those experiences, I'm sure, like, helped me in later on through my career. It uh, made me made me a better uh, made me a better rider. 
Oh, so it was look, great. It was a really great. Um, well, they certainly grounded you well because uh, you rode 14, from what I can see on my records here, 14 Group 1 winners. Um, I might be wrong, but there's 14, and six of those were on. Gee, how good was Grand Army to you? Yeah, he is a beauty. He um, he's definitely the like in, at home in Australia, like the the best horse that I got opportunity to ride um, in a race. Like um, as you say, I think I I had uh, fourteen or fifteen rides on him, and he, he either won or ran second. Um, and like always at the highest level, he either won beating a champion or a champion beat beat him. So um, yeah, he was he was a, a Massive part of uh, projecting my career, and um, yeah, horse that I'll be ever for grateful to get the opportunity to ride. Well, one special day was, of course, was two thousand and four in the Queen Elizabeth, where you were riding Grand Army, and it was Lon Rose, Lon Rose final race. So Lon Rose farewell, and everyone expected Lon Rose to win, but uh, you and. Gay Waterhouse had uh, other plans. Let's have a listen to that race. Grand Army just increasing the tempo a little bit now. Moved away. Four lengths in front. In second position is Pentastic. But if I ain't seen nothing. Sound action. He hasn't made a move on one row as yet. And last of all is Cablamo. Grand Army is five lengths in front now. Darren is starting to go forward. He's giving the champ a little push. He's out of eight horses wide coming to the home turn. But he's still six off the leader. Grand Army on the home turn now in the Queen Elizabeth. Grand Army straightens up, he's 10 wide, he's four lengths in front, Lonro's coming to the extreme outside, he's chasing Grand Army now, Cablamo's over on the rails, then sound action, Grand Army topping the rise, three in front of Lonro, Lonro's stretching, he's straining on the outside, but Grand Army's well clear of him, I don't think Lonro can do it, Grand Army, he got away with an easy lead, and it was too much for Lonro, Grand Army goes to the There you go, Danny. There's a Grand Army upsetting Lonro back in 2004. That must have brought a big smile to your face. Maybe not everyone in the crowd, but it's certainly a big smile to your face. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a day that um, it was uh, pretty surreal coming back to the scale. Like uh, like the AJC had done a amazing job promoting the day. I think everyone in the in the um, on the course when they were walking in, they were getting a Lonro hat and. It was like a, just a, a sea of pink, when a sea of a sea of cerise. When you look back at the crowd from the barriers, um, and yeah, yeah, then to think that we ended up spoiling the party, it was um, uh, it was yeah, pretty surreal coming back. It was pretty silent, but um, Grand Army on his day, he, that's what he could do. He was he, as I said, he he either won beating champions or champions beat him. So you know, he's a pretty special. Horse. So great success in, in Sydney and as a jockey in Australia. And that led you to, to then go to Singapore where you've been based for a long time in Singapore and had uh, so much success there. Yeah, it's been great, uh, Sammy. Like um, come up uh, three months in 2007 when the equine influenza hit uh, back home and didn't sort of really have any plans to stay beyond the three months, but when I come up uh, to Singapore, I just fell in love with the place and um, I loved the race and the race and was really thriving at that time and, uh, yeah, just didn't end up uh, coming home and I was lucky enough to, uh, yeah, be able to 
Carvey had a, a, a good career up 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 there, and um, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of people have been uh, a big help to me along the way and gave me good support and uh, none more than the Ma family. They looked after me from, I think, pretty much Chrissy got me off the plane back all those years in 2007 and um, I've been uh, very close to them all, all the way right through to up to today where me and Dan are bloody uh, best mates and uh, there's not too many days where we're not doing something together. Now, you gave it away, the riding, in 2017 for a brief period, but uh, you came back. What was the reason that you came back? You just couldn't keep away? Yeah, I I finished up in 2017. I sort of had lost the passion a, a bit for it, um, just the racing of it. I, I never lost passion of the horse or, or, or the game, um, just the uh, just the racing side of it. So, um, and I was probably thinking that I wanted to maybe do other things. So, uh, as I said, I've always been very close to the Ma family and, and especially Daniel. And um, Chris was here as his assistant trainer and then Chris decided to go back home and sort of Daniel was uh, a, a position there and I sort of, as I said, I'd lost the, the passion of, of racing. Um, so I said, oh, well, I've might retire and come here as assistant trainer. You thought I was joking at the start, but <laughs> it, uh, it all worked out well. And we had a good uh, about three and a half years in that position. And we, um, yeah, we, we had a good, good go of it there. But when COVID hit, um, as it did with the rest of the world, it really turned itself on, turned everywhere on its head. And, in Singapore, once we got back racing, we didn't race for three months. But when we got come back racing, a lot of um, jockeys and trainers and owners and that had all left. And it really left a shortage, especially in the jockeys' ranks. And we sort of found ourselves every Monday morning uh, racing around trying to find jockeys to ride the horses. And then we'd probably get the races and maybe didn't have the riders that we wanted to ride the horses and we're getting a bit disappointed with our results and we felt that we were probably doing the things right by maybe getting let down so um i said uh, i always feel right and plenty of work because as i said i didn't lose the love of riding of just probably of the racing but i said to daniel one morning there i walked in i said well, it was one monday morning we were probably a bit frustrated getting the ride i said i should just ask the turf club if i can get the license back and so we pretty much walked down to the steward together and um, we we asked and put the application in and, uh, yeah, a couple of months later, uh, they um, they granted me a licence. And um, so it's, as the next two years went on, I just couldn't believe what, what how it's transpired because pretty much, as I said, I'd just come back to uh, try and be an asset to Daniel and an asset to the club um, and and fulfil some gaps, and just I was hoping I'd just come back and be competitive, but um, we ended up a big horse walking into our stable, Lim's Lightning. He had been in Australia and and had a failed sort of preparation there, and he came back and uh, to Singapore and what Daniel was able to do with him, and uh, um, what the, how the year transpired last year. Uh, yeah, we just couldn't believe. And, um, yeah, to think that I was able to come back and win three Group 1s on him last year, it was uh, 
yeah, yeah, I, someone had told me that when I was retired, I yeah. just couldn't believe it. So very, very lucky. Now very, just, very fortunate. Before we finish up, just the question that I wanted to ask you, you're coming back to Australia. I believe you're going to uh, set up back home in that uh, Riverina area. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Chris. Like when COVID hit, um, like as I said, the world got stood on its head and I never had felt so far away from home. Like you, you always had that availability of just jumping on the plane in the morning and you'd be back home by the afternoon. But like when we were stuck in Singapore and didn't know if we could get back or not, uh, geez, it was very, very tough. And um, there's been a few things like um, Dan's dad hadn't been in the, Daniel's father hasn't been in the best health and, and my mum and dad, they're like in their 70s. And you, you, so you start to think, Jesus, family's, family's the biggest priority yeah. in our lives and everything's secondary. And um, I just said to my wife, um, Jeez, I, I think I'd like to go home once the world settled down. And she was very supportive and agreeable. And um, so, yeah, that's where we are. We waited for the world to settle down a bit and get back to normal and... Um, Pretty much at the start of this year, we said, okay, we'll do this year and get everything organised. And, yeah, that's where we're at. Where will we probably be, if the little horse, Kodiosko, didn't get invited to come to Hong Kong, we'd be probably already home. But, uh, yeah, had to put the flights back a couple of weeks. So when do you think you'll be riding again? Here? Uh, oh, it'll be it'll be around New Year, okay. I would say. By the time I get back, it'll be probably right on Christmas. And so we'll probably just um, let Christmas get over, uh, get over Christmas, and then um, I'll be pretty ready to go. I'm uh, pretty fit and always, always be pretty light, so I won't need much preparation. I'll be able to go in pretty fresh off, off the trip up here, and um, yeah, should be seeing me name in the form guide somewhere around New Year, I'd say. Excellent. Looking forward to it, and hopefully we get to see you up here in Brisbane riding at some stage as well. That would be great, Danny. So much. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this afternoon, we really appreciate your time. Uh, we know you're on the other side of the world, pretty much, and we wish you all the best for for Sunday with Lim's Kosciuszko. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and um, yeah, no, any time. Thanks, Danny. Danny Beasley joining us there, Sammy. Great bloke. Fantastic bloke, and and a great jockey. So um, yeah, he'll be. Uh... There's no doubt that uh, he'll be getting, uh, especially at the Riverina, he'll be getting full books as soon as he turns up. He and, will be. He'll uh, be in big demand. Won't surprise me, surprised to see him uh, featuring in town at some point, that's for sure. Great record. Group 1, uh, Golden Slippers, Doncasters, you name it, he's just about won it. So great to chat to Danny. After the break, we'll catch up with Jimmy Orman. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate, on this Friday afternoon. Remember, the Queensland Summer Racing Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Sammy, this morning we caught up with Jimmy Orman. We couldn't catch up with him this afternoon because he's riding plenty of winners, I have no doubt, at Dooman. So we caught up with him this morning. Jimmy, thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, hey, guys. You sound as though you're about. Uh, hang on, you sound I'll tell as though you where he sounds like sauna? he is. He sounds like he's sweating. <laughs> That's what he sounds like he's doing <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, no, just just got out. I've got out and go outside. You'll be able to hear me a bit better. No, that's okay. Just sound like the phone was about a mile away from where you were, but all good now. No problems at all. Yeah, uh, it echoes a bit when I'm in. 
and the spa. Ah, these things happen. Now, you've got a good book of rides at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow, but just before we get to to those, uh, a couple of uh, notable rides or winners that you've had in the last week. Uh, Kovalika last Saturday looked beautifully placed. Uh, it turned out that way. This horse heads towards, you'd think, the Derby next year in Brisbane? Yeah, I'd say so. I know I'm pretty sure he's staying for another run in two weeks in the um, the Grand Prix. Yep. Um, but yep. as far as I know, he's staying for that race anyway. But other than that, I mean, he could go to a Sydney Derby or, a, or the Queensland one, I suppose. But, um, yeah, he's definitely a classy sayer, that's for sure. He... Uh... He looked to have them, well, he did have them well and truly covered on class. So he's not going to, well, I don't know, the Grand Prix probably won't be that much stronger, but he will strike stronger, obviously, when uh, he's going around in these races next year. Spiritualised, uh, you led on spiritualised. I thought he did a good job being first up. Yeah, he did. He's a really good horse. Um, he just felt the pinch a little bit late. But, um, yeah, I don't look, I don't think those horses will beat him again, that's for sure, with, with the run under his belt. So, um, yeah, I've got... I've got a lot of um, – I, I think he's a really good horse, spiritualized. So it's just – yeah, I'm glad he's got that first up run out of the way and he's always better after a run. So yeah. I can't wait to see what he does next run. And the other one – now, this one's not as highly ranked as, uh, as those other two, but a mare, I think she is now. You rode for Rob Heathcote at the Sunshine Coast next, uh, last Sunday. Champagne Pop. She was never going to get there until late. Uh, she's always shown good ability. I mean, that, that – for her to win first up is a is a definite tick because she usually takes a run or two and she's generally just flying home at the end. So she looks to have come back pretty well. Yeah, she has. She's come back in good order. Um, she's a horse a, a um, horse that needs further. So um, it was good to see her win first up. All right. Now, tomorrow at Eagle Farm, you kick yeah. off your day. Sammy, Sammy's Jimmy, got a question. I might Sorry. just ask, uh, and I know there's a bit of water to go under the bridge yet, but have you got a a horse that, that you, you're liking the look of for the Magic Means? Um, there's, yeah, I have. Um, just got to see what um, what horse I can get on, really. Uh, I've got, there's a few options there. Obviously, Les Ross's horse, it's won three straight, Mashani Renegade. Um I really like um, the horse of Chris Wallace, uh, Christ. I think he's a really nice horse. Um, I think he, he's going to be um, resuming soon, so he's another one to keep an eye out on. And um, Mikey, another one of horse of Tony Gollan. So I went on it, um, the Gold Coast, who um, probably is going to be better on a little bit more given the track, but um, still won well at the Gold Coast first start. So there's, there's three there they're probably going to get in the race. And you never know, a horse I won on, for, for Stewie Kendrick the other week at the Sunny Coast, looks a promising horse too. Show me mercy. Obviously got to get a little bit more prize money yet. But, um, yeah, there's all those, those, there's probably four there, I suppose. But, um, yeah, you know, you just got it. They're two-year-olds, so uh, they can go off quick too. Can't they? It's a good problem to have, isn't it, to sit there and go, and go right out. Well, I've, I've won on uh, four of these and, and there could be a fifth one, and then, and then, of course, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, as you say, they're two-year-olds. Uh, there could be another one that bobs up. So it's uh, exciting times. Yeah, it is. It's exciting, and um, yeah, I love the two-year-olds. And yeah, it's just uh, whoever. I suppose it's a big race, so hopefully, if they um, want me on their horse, whoever wants me on their horse, I'll be happy to ride. All righty, your day kicks off at Eagle Farm tomorrow in the first race. You're riding uh, Euro Bell in the Summer Provincial Series final for Gillian Heinrich. Euro Bell's racing well this time in. 
Yeah, she is. Um, she's drawn good. Um, she's won two, two on the trot now this time in, and she probably di- didn't really appreciate the firm track the other day, even though she won, but uh, it's probably going to be similar here tomorrow, but I'm hoping for a little bit more given it. Um, but, yeah, look, I think that Argyle Lion looks the one to beat sort of form-wise, but uh, other than that, it's a very winnable race, and I think she's um, up to the task. She's, she's won at Eagle Farm before, so... Um, yeah, excited for her. Race three, you've got Safrado for Rex Lip and Nick Hahn. Yeah, um, run second to uh, Mashani Gangster at on debut. Looked a little bit green and hopefully takes good experience from the run. Um, only a small field, but um, Snowden's have a horse, an expensive yearling here, short price favourite. Um, you'd think it's going to be the logical horse to beat, but my horse. Now it's got race experience. You'd think, um, uh, yeah, you never know. And talking Magic Millions, if it bobs up and wins, it's probably automatic entry into the race too. So now in the Callaway Gal, you're riding Hinata for uh, for Tony, a filly by not a single doubt. She cost four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars at the sales. Scratched, it did, it? Uh, but I won't be riding. I won't be riding that one because it's scratched Mate, already. Sammy's <laughs> Sammy's making be... gestures to me here, and uh, I think, what's he doing? What's he doing? And now I've worked out why. <laughs> All right, I'll yeah, just I'll move watch- right along. I'll be watching. <laughs> I'll be watching that one from the room. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. So if it uh, yeah. look, look, it did look like it tried well though. So yeah, uh, it just had drawn tricky, so maybe that's why they're waiting. All right. Well. I'll have to check my uh, screen a little bit uh, more regularly. Okay, we'll go to race five, Jimmy. Logan Street Lion here you're riding for Chris, ups to 1,600 metres. I think is looking for 1,600 metres, my opinion only. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, definitely looks the, the main one you want to be on uh, form-wise. Um, Irish Playboy ran well the other day too. It looks, looks one to beat. Um but, yeah, I'm really happy with my ride in this race. It it looks very hard to beat and drawn very pretty good to get a nice run from there. And like you said, it probably looks like it's looking for the mile. Yeah, just in that race, there doesn't look to be a lot of speed. So you probably should land in the first oh, four. Look, Hostage of War looks the only leader on paper. Yeah, Hostage of War will come across and lead. Maybe Fleetwood Macker will hold a bit of a spot yep. on the fence and um, should give me a nice run just off the speed. Beautiful. Uh, race six, you've got Juan Diva in the just now. Yeah, Juan Diva looks my best ride of the day, I thought. Um, ran really well the other day at um, at the Gold Coast from a tricky alley. Ended up three wide behind the leaders. I had a little bit of cover, albeit wide, though. Um, drawn one now, so that's great. Looks like we'll get a, a lovely run right in behind the leaders. And... Um, should be no excuses tomorrow. Uh, in the bribey, you're riding Nikonova, one of your old favourites. Uh, first up from a break. First up record's uh, quite good, one four of ten. And the 1,000 metres, uh, you think, we all think, is probably too short, but you look at Nikonova's record at the 1,000, it's quite good. Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> he's going to run well. I, I think it might be a little bit sharp for him. Yep. But um, like you say, you never know. Um, he's a good horse on his day. I didn't ride him last prep, but I've ridden him every other prep from there on. So um, good to good to reignite with that. Sorry, Jimmy, we thought we lost you there. Uh, the gate, yep. the gateway. You're riding Antino now. He's a bit of a spruik horse. He's three from three. 
Going from a class three up to this race, can he measure up? I think he can, yep. Um, I think he's a really good horse. He um, He's a lovely horse to look at, that's for sure. And he, He's a lovely mover. Uh, he just covers the ground so easily. Straw and bit tricky. Um, just have to see see what Tony's thoughts are tomorrow. Um, my initial thoughts were to go back, but um, the more I look at the race, I think I'll probably end up, I don't know, there just only looks to be a couple of speed horses. So I thought uh, my initial thoughts now would be to probably roll forward into a spot and just um, probably try and sit just off the speed. Obviously, um, Extremist looks the leader. Zuma California was slow out the other day, so I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but probably could end up outside the leader, I suppose, um, in this race. But um, these sort of races, do sometimes they do go a lot quicker than what you anticipate. But, yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is a bit of a tricky gate, but hopefully mm. his class over, overcomes it. And in the, la- in the last, you ride Joviality for Chris Waller. Yeah, Joviality's um, resuming. Um, probably just going to look for a little bit further, but um, I think we'll be hitting the line strongly. Drawn out a little bit, we're going to get back, but um, I'd say we'll be hitting the line really well. Jimmy, thanks for joining us uh, this morning. Obviously, you've told us you think your best chance is one diva. I'm glad to hear that because uh, she looks really well and, placed. Um, and Antino, probably, yes. Yeah, so and Antino. Antino and one diva, definitely my two best rides, yep. Excellent. We'll follow those with uh, plenty of interest. Have a great day tomorrow. All the best and all the best going forward. And we'll chat to you shortly. No worries. Thanks for having me on. That's Thank a pleasure. You. Thanks for joining us. Jimmy Orman there joining us. Uh, Sammy, who's... Continues to ride up a storm, winner after winner, week after week. Uh, terrific jockey is Jimmy. Let me go All righty, time to find some winners tomorrow, Sammy. As usual, we're kicking off with uh, Blair Gibson from brizzyraces.com.au. Gibbo, I had a look at the meeting at the Gold Coast tomorrow and I thought, I'm glad you're coming on the show because I had no idea. Yeah, it doesn't look the easiest. It's starting to pick up a little bit, but I'd assume the next sort of three or four weeks we'll get better fields each week getting deeper into the carnival but uh there's a couple there i i think can run well mm-hmm. far away all right we'll start we'll try and uh try and bookend it i think is the best couple race one number eight war to all um look the first prep couple of runs the second one was was quite good on the synthetic uh, i thought that was a nice effort had a break the troll uh leading into this was really good just a nice quiet trial plenty left to give late uh, I think there's good speed in it, and it can just sort of sit in behind that speed, and, and I'm sure it'll be one of the strongest late. So I just think it's really well placed, and I think we can kick off with race one, number eight, War to All. All righty. So race one, number eight, War to All, and we're looking at the last race, obviously. Yeah, we'll go race eight, number nine, Deep Hall. 430 days between runs. Um, G. Adam Campton's making a making his mark at the Gold Coast. Mm. I think he's trained about 13 of his last 50 or something like that is about 22% since May. Um, and I just like what he's done with his horse. It's a long time between runs, but he's had three trials in four months. Uh, I think he's got 
he's well bred and he's got a little touch of class. So when he takes them to the races, they're usually ready to go. And I just I'm sort of putting my faith in in Adam to have him ready. Uh, and like I said, I think he gets a nice run. I think he can sprint quicker than him. So I think Depor in the last uh, could be set to win. For Carl Zechner. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's running a couple. He's got another one earlier in the day. He gets along with Purnell that uh, might be able to bounce back as well. Yeah, Purnell was good winning uh, the Gold Coast couple back, wasn't it? Coming from the back in the back yeah. of the field. Yeah, and then last start, just bumped into Antino last time and Larry was playing dodgems on the corner, so uh, it's a bit hard to pick up after that. So he might, might improve back to the Gold Coast. All right, have you got one for us at uh, Eagle Farm on Gateway Day? I oh, Just a bit of value in the Gateway. I just don't understand why Lock Eagle's $12. Um, to me, that's a great each-way price. I know it was beaten five lengths in a Silver Eagle, but, gee, that's fair form for a race like this. Uh, last prep was finished off in two Group 3 races at Eagle Farm behind Valana and Kissum. Within a couple of lengths of both of them, gee whiz, you got the favourites of Class Three horse. Yes, plenty of upside, but mm. blinkers go on this horse twelve dollars and about three seventy the place. That'll do me its way all day, please. All right, got me looking twice now, thinking, have I missed one? <laughs> <laughs> all righty, good luck uh, tomorrow, Gibbo. Hope you have a great day on the punt, and we'll catch you same time next week. Thanks, gentlemen. Good luck. Thanks, Gibbo. There you go, Sammy. Gibbo joining us there from brizzyraces.com.au. Now, boom. Sam Highlands, punter's mate, moral. Oh, well, the moral. What are you uh, putting the house on, as you would say? Yeah, let's go to Toowoomba, uh, race five, bring on the bubbles. What number is it? I, I bring on the bubbles. That's a good tip for this time of year. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, that It is. It is number four, bring on the bubbles for Jake Capewell and Georgina Cartwright. So, How well is Georgina Cartwright riding? She rode. She's always been a really good talent. She has. And it just shows, isn't it? It's, you know, it's all about opportunities, you know. Yep. You get the rides. Uh, uh, and, you know, she, she's, as I say, she's always been a good talent. She was, uh, she had good success down in Melbourne. And uh, wherever she's gone, she's done well. She can ride light. Uh She's a good horsewoman. Uh, yeah, she's just a no-frills jockey that puts him in the spot. And, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she rides really well. So well, she does a lot, of, a lot of work for the Tony Gollan stable. Yeah. And she gets a lot of rides at the uh, provincial meetings uh, for Tony. And she rode, I think, three at the Gold Coast last Saturday. Uh, Situation Room was one of those, thankfully. And she rode that beautifully. So, uh, yeah, she's, she's done a good job since coming up here. And she, I think she rode five or six winners over the space of two or three days on the weekend. So... Good on, Good on Georgie Cartwright. She's doing really well. My best is going to be Mimi Lagarde. Oh, wow. Again, we're going to stick with her. I'm up what against you there. I, mean, I like R&T. I knew you would. Yeah. It's your stable. Yeah. And I look, like R&T, R&T maps beautifully. On my map, which is hugely inaccurate usually, <laughs> R&T just gets the gun run behind three leaders. But Mimi, she's got the good track again. She's got 1,400 metres. She's got the long straight of Eagle Farm. Andrew Mellion can just take his time. He'll just let her flop out the back there somewhere, not last, but just out there, find her feet, and she's going to be strong late. So I, she's, I think she's better than those, Sam. Oh, well. All right. Well. I'm happy to take on Antino, the horse coming out of the Class 3. So I've got like, the unbeaten one. Yeah, That's going to be tricky. And uh, even Jimmy sort of gave us that indication that uh, that he was a little bit worried. So now, your moral was uh, race one, number five at Toowoomba, correct? Yeah. Is that right? 
Uh, no, it wasn't race one, number five. No, it's it? race five, number four. Race five, number four. Race five, number four. So I, now, I thought you were talking about Gaius last week. <laughs> can we not go there? Or Steinbrenner? I just, I just no. watched the replay. Did you? Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. It was, wasn't one of his best. No. It wasn't one of his best. No. So <laughs> I'm not going to ask you for a tip for Toowoomba because that's it. I, I didn't mind um, a horse in the first race. Uh, that we've tipped before, and my computer is so slow, it's going to take me a minute to find it. But it shouts, what's that one? Shouts, shout, 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 shout. Number five, race one, number five is called Shouts Outback. Shouts Outback, who ran, I thought, a good race first up, struck a bit of trouble at the uh, at the start, uh, but then ran on well. It'll be a lot closer this time around, I think, second up. Now, the Sunshine Coast, I'm going to the first race on Sunday. It's a pretty average looking maiden. But there's one there that's uh, very close to a win, and it's called Excuse Me, and it's number six. So race one, number six, Kelly Schweder and Sean Cormack. Good at the Gold Coast, three starts back, and has had valid excuses its last couple. 1,600 metres, as I said, a weak race. Look out for Excuse Me in the first at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Now, I couldn't find a lay. Hmm. Oh, maybe Antino, but $3.50. I think if you're going to lay something, Sam, you want to be laying it at about $2 and under. Can we lay – what price Soothsayer going to be? Again? You take that on last yeah. time. I reckon I reckon Thai Restaurant will win on, at, at its value. I've got Thai Restaurant on top, but every time I look at it, the price gets longer. Yeah, what price is it? Oh, $15, $16. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like Thai Restaurant. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so I, th- I thought uh, I thought it can run well. It's uh, there's a couple that are a bit tricky, aren't they? Uh, yeah, it's a look. It's a, it's a tricky day. That race two is a tricky one. Uh, look away from Logan Street Lion shooting for gold. Mimi Lagarde. I found all of them tricky. The last is very tricky. I don't think I could fall into Paladas again. He starts favourite every time he runs. You know what I like in the last Sir number Rocket. nine. Grey Defence. We'll go for forward. Les Russ. Mm. And Sam Collett, uh, mm. and it is value. So I, I, I don't mind uh, grey defence in that race. And down south at Sandown, yeah. uh, race five, number six, detonator jack. It'll be short. You tipped that last time. Yeah. Well, it's. It, I just like the horse. I like him. I like Jack. All right. Well, that's it for us for another week. Thanks so much for joining us uh, next week. We look forward to doing it all over again. Although you won't be here, Sammy. Mark Braybrook and myself in the chair next week. Oh, boom. You'll be off caravanning your way around the countryside. Yeah, I would have thought uh, by next Friday, I'm thinking we're going to be a Bathurst or a Chuka. Might be a Chuka. You're going to do a lap of the uh, Mount Panorama track with the caravan? Yeah, I think we are. I, I, don't, I, don't, think with that, I don't think with the caravan, but... Uh, <laughs> Why not? Just uh, fanging around some of yeah, those corners. Uh, Down Conrod Straight, you're going to really... I just don't know that uh, (laughs) fit knickers would be too happy with that. Oh, well, that's okay. Just take the kids. They'd love it. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. We'll see you same time next week. Good luck, everyone, over the weekend. Come to paradise